Are you a know-it-all? Do you want to be a know-it-all? Eh, probably not, right? Know-it-alls, we sometimes call them smarty pants, smart Alex. Know-it-alls are kind of high on themselves and they really do think that they already understand everything. You, you probably don't want to be that kind of know-it-all. And, and yet at the same time, don't you sometimes wish that you did know everything? I mean, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice to know for sure, without a doubt, what happened to the dinosaurs? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great to know the, the answer to every question on Jeopardy? Wouldn't it be great to know everything? But we can't. We're, we're maybe not smart enough to fathom quantum theory. And maybe there's a lot of questions that we just never will find the answers to. But what about the Bible? Do you want to be a Bible know-it-all? And I'm not talking about just being some fancy pants Bible scholar. Wouldn't it be great to fully grasp every word that God has written down for you? I mean, wouldn't it be nice to, to be able to comprehend how Jesus could be 100% God and 100% man at the same time? And, and especially today on Trinity Sunday, wouldn't it be nice to comprehend how the Trinity works? I mean, the math doesn't add up. One and also three. One God and yet three. How, how does that work? In order to really believe the Bible, don't I, don't I have to understand all of it? What if I can't? Well, here's some good news. All of you are know-it-alls. Not, not in the smarty pants sense. All of you are know-it-alls because the Holy Spirit has given you all you need to know. Y you can say it. I'm a know-it-all because of the Holy Spirit. Not buying it yet? That's okay. I know, I know you're probably thinking, uh, Pastor... Uh, if I'm a know-it-all, then why do I still have so many questions about the Bible? Uh, there's a lot of parts of Scripture, I, I've read them maybe even more than once, and I still don't understand what they're talking about. I don't get it. If I'm a know-it-all, then why can't I, I understand how the Trinity works yet? Okay, fair enough. We'll get there. But first, let's talk about some other guys who wanted to be know-it-alls. Jesus' disciples. The 12 disciples, they were, they were always asking Jesus, how can this be, whenever he said or did something? They would ask each other, what does Jesus mean? What, what's he talking about? We don't understand. And the disciples, they were with Jesus all the time. And even then, they still didn't quite understand everything he was doing while he was on earth. And here in, in John chapter 16, we've got the continuation of that farewell speech that Jesus gives his disciples on Thursday night, the next day, he's going to die, Good Friday. And, and he's 
in this farewell speech, he's not speaking in parables or metaphors anymore. He's speaking very plainly about what's going to happen. He's going to die. He's going to rise from the dead. He's going to return into heaven. And he also tells the disciples a little bit about what's coming for them in the future as well. He tells them the Holy Spirit is going to be given to them. And this is kind of what we talked about last week. If you were here on the day of Pentecost, the Spirit came to his disciples and many others. But then Jesus also said this. Remember, we just read this. He said, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. Now, Jesus wasn't saying to his disciples, oh, you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. No, Jesus is simply telling his disciples, there's a lot more that I could be telling you, but you just won't quite understand all of it yet. You're not there quite yet. And maybe think of like a big puzzle. You got a ton of pieces, pieces, thousands of pieces. And when you're looking at just one piece of the puzzle, it's really hard to figure out where does this fit in? How does this all come together? Same thing for the disciples. They couldn't put it all together yet. Only once Jesus' work of salvation was all complete, once the puzzle was all assembled, they could look at the full picture, and then, then they'd understand how it all fits together, what it all means. They just weren't there quite yet. The, the puzzle wasn't completely finished yet. And think about it. If you were one of Jesus' disciples and Jesus said to you, I have much more to tell you, but you can't bear that right now. If, if you're looking for an answer and that's the response you got, would you, would you be satisfied with that? Like, if you were looking for more information on a topic and someone said to you, oh, you wouldn't understand, it's over your head, or, oh, I'll tell you when you're older. Um, you'd be pretty upset with that, right? And that, that's a slap in the face. Who are you to tell me what I can and can't understand? When people tell us you can't handle the truth, that's a hard thing to hear. We don't like hearing that. But it's even harder when they're right. When we really can't handle the truth, when we really don't understand what we're hearing, when the information really does go right over our heads. That kind of stinks. It's not fun when you can't handle the truth. And we look at the Bible, and there's a, there's a lot of things in the Bible, right, that kind of go over our heads. And we so desperately want to know the answers to everything God has given us. We, we want to be a know-it-all. But then you run into things like the triune God. And how does that work? It doesn't seem to make sense. The math doesn't add up to be one and yet three at the same time doesn't make sense. We want to be a know-it-all, but we run into things in God's word that are kind of just above what our brain can even comprehend. And it's kind of like when you, in, in school, you had a math teacher who would always have you not just give the answer to your problem, but to show your work, to show how you came up with that answer, right? I hated doing that when I was in school. But now that we've grown up, isn't that exactly what we ask for? We, we want to know the answers to things, but we also want to know how someone came up with that answer. But why is this the right answer 
and not something else. Show me the proof that this is true. Then I'll, then I'll believe you. And I get the sense that overall, the, the society we live in, it's pretty geared towards scientifically minded people to be skeptical of things. Um, you know, maybe we start to wonder if I can't prove something is true with hard evidence, then maybe it's not worth believing. Maybe we start thinking that we shouldn't put all our trust in the Bible when there's things in there I can't wrap my, my mind around. And it's a really pretty dangerous, slippery slope to find yourself on as a Christian. Because there are a lot of things we can't explain with, with our reason or with evidence. So look at all those miracles. How did those all happen? And sometimes, as much as I want to be a know-it-all, I also want to know everything on my own terms. I want, I want to know it all, but only if it agrees with what I choose to know. And it's kind of dangerous. If we start throwing out teachings in the Bible that don't really make good sense to us, we might run the risk of running into the, the greatest sin of all, throwing away Jesus. Because we might start to even rationalize our own salvation. We might start thinking, you know what, this whole plan of a guy dying on a cross, rising from the dead, this is kind of a lot. I think I could have come up with a better way for how salvation would go. Maybe I should trust myself and my own logic, my own brain, rather than what God says. It's a little ridiculous sounding sometimes. But then God, in his word, he says, my wisdom is foolishness to those who are perishing. But God, what if sometimes I have doubts? God, what if sometimes I'll admit there's stuff in your word that just, it doesn't make sense to me. It's not the way I would have thought of things. God, what if I don't know everything I'm supposed to understand? Well, God, has led you to know everything you need to know. God has led you to the truth by the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit leads you to the truth, the big one. You know Jesus. You know what he did for you. You know Jesus lived a perfect life so his perfect record could be transferred to you. You know, Jesus, he, he died on the cross to forgive your sins. Your sins are gone without a doubt because of what happened next. Jesus rose from the dead. And now you get to rise and be with him in heaven too. When it comes to salvation, you are a know-it-all. You know Jesus. It's okay if, if you can't understand how Jesus would be 100% God and man at the same time. It's okay if you can't fully comprehend how the Trinity works. It's okay if you can't rattle off all the books of the Bible in order from memory. Salvation's not a quiz. You don't have to show your work for how you got there. Jesus showed his work for your salvation.
If you know Jesus, then you are a salvation know-it-all. And it's okay. You don't have to worry if you can't understand every single thing in the Bible. If, if you know Jesus is your Savior, then you are a salvation know-it-all. And it's pretty amazing to see even Jesus' confused disciples. They become know-it-alls. Jesus said to them, When he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. Once the Holy Spirit came to the disciples, they not only finally had the whole picture and understood what Jesus was doing for them on earth, they also got a glimpse from the Holy Spirit about what was yet to come. The Holy Spirit led them to see the growth of the church in this world, to, to know more about Jesus' second coming on Judgment Day, to even see a glimpse of heaven. You get that in the book of Revelation. The Holy Spirit made sure that even these confused disciples would be filled with divine knowledge. And then, and then the Holy Spirit made sure these disciples wrote everything down in the New Testament for you today. The Holy Spirit has made sure that you've got everything you need to know about salvation. He had it written down for you. And the Spirit, the Spirit leads you into all the truth too. You have the Holy Spirit as your preacher, not me, but the Holy Spirit working through the Word. And he gives you the guidance you need through the Word. He reveals salvation to you. You don't have to stare up into heaven wondering what God thinks, what God wants, what he's done. You've got everything recorded for you in the words of Scripture. The Holy Spirit's brought you to faith using the very words that he had those prophets in the Old Testament, the disciples in the New Testament write down. He had it all recorded for you. And just like showing your, your work to answer a math problem, to answer how you're saved, you point to the Bible. The Bible is your assurance that you're a salvation know-it-all. When, when someone asks you, how, how do you know you're saved? How do you know you're going to heaven? How do you know Jesus loves you? You don't offer some big, brilliant explanation or mathematical equation. You point them to God's word. The very words of God himself in the Bible. The Bible is the truth revealed to sinful people so we can know how to be eternally saved. That's what the Bible is. The truth revealed to sinful people so we can know how to be eternally saved. And in the end, isn't, isn't that the big truth, the one that really matters? You know everything you need to know. You are a salvation know-it-all. And faith, we should probably talk a little bit more about faith. Faith reveals the truth to you even better than your brain can. You know, faith is more than just head knowledge. Faith is heart knowledge. Faith is trust. You simply trust that Jesus is your Savior, even though you've never met him. You trust that the Holy Spirit guides you into the truth, even though you can't see him. Our human brains, we won't ever be able to comprehend every mystery here on earth. Maybe we won't ever understand every little detail about God's word. This side of heaven, we probably will never understand fully how things like the Trinity works. But it doesn't make things like the Trinity irrational. 
things like the Trinity, our triune God is super rational, above our reason, super rational. It doesn't mean that it's not true. It just means that, that God, he chose not to reveal every little detail about every little thing. There's some things in the Bible he tells us to take on faith. And faith can trust even what the brain can't comprehend. And you know what? Isn't it kind of nice to have a God that we can't fully comprehend? I mean, if, if I knew every little detail about God and every reason for every single thing he's ever done, would he even really be God anymore? If, if God could be stuffed into a box of my own making, he would cease to be God. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have a God that I can't fully wrap my mind around. Because that means my God is bigger and better than me. It means he can and did have the power to fix my sin problem and my death problem. That's, that's the kind of God that I want. One that I can't fully wrap my mind around. One that can do things that I can't. And so, yeah, I can't maybe understand every facet of how the triune God works. But you and me, we know the one thing that really matters about the Trinity, the most important thing. We know that all three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they're all united in their love for you. All three persons are working together. They have worked together to work out your salvation for you. It's just what Jesus said right here. He said, all the Father has is his. And the Spirit will take what is Jesus's and make it known to us. All three are working together. God the Father sent God the Son to be the Savior of the world. God the Holy Spirit was sent to witness about that Savior to you. All three working together to make sure that you are a salvation know-it-all. And the triune God always has been, always will be, all centered on one thing, the act of saving you. That's what our triune God does best. So you can trust it. Your three-in-one God gives you everything you need to be a know-it-all, a salvation know-it-all. And now that you are a salvation know-it-all, you don't need to know anything else about the Bible, right? Of course not. You know everything you need to know, but you still have the joy of diving into God's word and learning something new every time you dig in. Every time you, you study the scriptures or hear it spoken, you'll hear just one more expression, another way of thinking about it, how much God loves you. You'll find comfort in sadness, like Mary and Martha, when their brother Lazarus was raised to life by Jesus. You'll find contentment, like the poor widow who gave her last two coins away, all she had to live on. You'll find mysteries as intriguing as the Trinity and the dual nature of Christ. You'll find accounts of sinners finding forgiveness like that thief on the cross next to Jesus being told today, you'll be with me in paradise. 
you're going to find a God whose love goes way beyond our puny human understanding. Keep studying the scriptures. Keep listening to the scriptures. The Holy Spirit will be your counselor. He'll guide you into the knowledge that comes by faith. You can say it. I'm a know-it-all because I know my Savior. Amen.